Good morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Joe B. How are you doing this fine day? Excellent. And you? Living top of the walk. There you go. So what is our question, the powerful question of the day? Well, I think we were talking about girls who lived on the farm back in my time, you know, century ago. Mm-hmm. Yes, how they were protected from the things that happened outside in the barn. <laughs> uh, you know, as far as cows having calves and horses having colts and, you know, pigs having pigs and growing up. I was allowed to go out and feed everything, but I didn't go out and see how anything was killed. It seems like a harsh word, but that's what we did. Kill cows and pigs and everything to butcher because we did everything on the farm then. You did all that on the farm. You had the thought, let's talk to my sisters. I had four sisters and they were all raised on the farm. And let's call them and see how they did whenever it came time to butcher and uh, get everything ready for the supper table. We're just going to make the calls to my sisters. Sounds like a good idea. I can't wait to find out if their lives were like mine or different than mine. Hi. Hey, Susie Ella. Hi. How's you doing? Uh, Mommy named you Baby Susie. I know. Did she really? Yeah. That is so sweet. (laughs) Yeah, she did. I was always Susie. (laughs) We are taking a poll among my sisters. Evelyn and I on our podcast was talking about butchering pigs and (laughs) killing calves and and, uh, meat lockers and everything else. And Evelyn made the statement on our podcast, I wonder if your sisters got to go out because she didn't get to go out and see that. And she wondered if... Well, the brown- I, I, yeah, I didn't see the killing of the animal. I mean, when I got there, all I saw was a pig or a cow hanging from a tree. Well, I didn't even get to see that. All oh. I got to see was when Dad brought it in there to the back porch and laid it on the table, you know, the meat oh. that he was, <laughs> yeah, after could. he had it ready to butcher. And it didn't even look like a pig then, you know. I remember everybody coming over. We always did it like as a big family and... And did it outside and everything and made cracklings. I, you know, and, yeah. I don't even remember all that. You know, I just know that we weren't allowed to go no. down where they were doing all that. No. Yeah, and I never thought about it until Joe said, well, how did your dad kill him? And I thought, uh, no, I have well, no idea. They were just dead, <laughs> hanging from a tree. <laughs> I don't know. They just appeared one morning. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I bet you remember hair locker plant. Well, yeah, but I never did go in. Oh, my, you didn't? Uh-uh. Oh, it always freaked me out because they, it was, well, first of all, those doors when they shut sounded like it was forever, you know. And yeah. the only way you got out was to push this little bar that stood out from the door. And when I would go in with my mom, I would be freaked out. I would yeah, almost no. stand and hold the door open because <laughs> I was afraid I wouldn't get out. Yeah. No, I went into the candy place once. You know, Mom took some fruit into there a few times. Once, at least, I remember. That's crazy, but isn't it? Leonard's, Leonard's canning. Oh. You know, she used to can all of her cherries and everything. But one year, she had them do some stuff. Huh. No, that was out past West City, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, I never. We did uh, 
a little bit of canning and stuff, but I just remember uh, freezing a lot of stuff and blanching corn and cutting it off. Took us yeah. days to yeah. do that. Now we just yeah, I hated that. Yeah, yeah. Now we just throw them in a plastic bag and forget it. Well, Mama was canned, you know, her cherries and stuff and yeah. peaches, but. That one year she did some stuff with Kenny, and I was pretty small, so Carolyn probably remembers. Yeah. Do you remember mom killing chickens? Yes, I do remember that. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I remember my grandmother, she was, I don't know if you ever saw my grandmother, Neil, probably not, but she was about as big around as your little finger, and she drank iced tea and smoked, uh, uh, what was it, Pall Mall uh, cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she was about half my size. And she would go out there and grab those chickens, and just with her hand, she would yeah, wring their necks. Wring oh. their necks. Yes. And then she yeah. used to singe them, and it was my job to pull the feathers that were left off of the chicken. Yeah, we did that. Yeah. Put them in hot water. I didn't mind that until one day my pet goose that was out on the pond all the time wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody and, ate goose. Huh? And and we had Thanksgiving dinner and we had two different plates, uh turkey and then something else, and I wanna know what it was and no one said anything and finally my grandpa Neil said, Uh, that's your goose from the pond. <laughs> oh god. Yes. I went, what? <laughs> oh, that's that's a flashback for me because I was a very, very small boy and we had three little ducklings that uh, were hatched. I got a bucket of water <laughs> and I put the ducklings in the bucket of water and I held one of them underwater for a long time. You guys are always putting things underwater or <laughs> kill them or something. And Did pretty, it die? Pretty soon it floated up dead and so at the supper table I remember Don telling Dad that uh, Joe's uh, drowning the ducks. <laughs> And Dad said, uh, what, what's you talking about? And I said, well, Dad, I always heard that ducks could go underwater and just stay underwater. I was just testing to see if he could. And I said, two of them made it fine, but one of them <laughs> didn't make it. Horrible. But, but that's, that's all he terrible. said. My, my dad never did. Tie in to me, he, he no. sh- should have and could have, but he never did. No, I know. <laughs> I know. Probably laughed at you. In talking to Carolyn, I, in our formative years, ran the fields of our farm, the three of us. Oh, yeah. Smoking corn silks behind the barn? No. No. <laughs> I well, never heard I of that I either. I did a little bit, but not like they did, not, not like <laughs> Joe and Carolyn did. When we were down at the pig pen and we smoked and then rubbed ourselves with spearmint, did you not smoke? No, no. Spearmint? Yeah, spearmint leaf. Oh. The spearmint grew down there. You remember that? Yeah, I remember remember that. No, I wasn't. I was too small for that. She probably made me stay at home. (laughs) What's your fondest memory of the farm? Oh, gosh, I don't know. There's so many. Can you believe that 10 of us used a uh, outhouse? Yeah. (laughs) I can't believe that. We did. We Was it a one holer or a two holer? Didn't know any difference. Was it a one holer or two holer? Two. Oh, I started to say with your family, it better be more than one. <laughs> well, now let me ask you this, Evelyn. Who do you think of the family would go out together to an outhouse? 
well, maybe not together, but might be racing <laughs> to get out there. You only need one hole. Two holes called a big john. Well, I don't care what it's called. I mean, you know, surely out of ten people, in, in, in two people have two to pee holes? at the same time. <laughs> maybe there is only one. I don't know. <laughs> no, there were two. And okay. we and we had a bucket of lime there, and whenever you did your oh. business, you'd dip a cup of lime and, and pour it in the uh Oh, I did that. Well, you were a princess. <laughs> you you were a raised a princess. I know I was. <laughs> so you were about, uh, what, 12 years old when we moved to the jail? I wasn't very old. Did you play in the jail? Did you play in a cell or anything? No, they wouldn't let us back there. Ah. We were, ba- we were banned. When we moved in... They had a hallway that led from the apartment up front. We had the uh, uh, we had the two level apartment, and there was a hallway that led back to the jail. And the first thing Mom did before we moved in, she had that partitioned off so that the only way you could get to the jail from our apartment was to go outside, and to go in the radio room. And because she knew she had four daughters uh, living up front. That's right. So how you doing, Susie? Oh, I'm doing great. Good. You guys going camping any? Well, we are right now, actually. Where are you? Out at Green Lake. Oh, great. Right, right on the water. Oh, great. Great. Yeah, until Thursday night. Well, we'll be back Friday. It's cold during the night, but, you know, the evenings are really nice. So, build mm-hmm. a fire, and the pelicans are all over the lake. Mm. Well, they won their uh, series last night. Pelicans? Yeah, the pelicans. <laughs> Well, they were well represented. Well, I love you, darling. Thank you for visiting with us about the old farmhouse. I love you, too. Yeah, there's so many stories. I remember us sliding down the dirt Lisa's house is now where our house was. Used to be that dirt hill. Mm -hmm. Go down to the road. We used to play on that. Oh, on the ditches? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was... uh, good fresh soft dirt and we'd jump at the top of it and slide all the way down yeah 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 there's good dirt all all around great memories hey give the best to james and uh, enjoy your camping love you love you sugar love you too bye-bye bye now you all set for us calling mary lou Oh, yes. Mary Lou always knows something. She's probably right in the middle of it. Mary Lou was a little older than me, so therefore she was old enough to go down and enjoy the festivities at the pig pen. Hello. Were you asleep? Oh, no. (laughs) How are you, Joe? I'm doing fine, Mary Lou. We, We had a discussion on our podcast. The discussion was, she said she, uh, we talked about butchering pigs and uh, getting meat for the farm. And she said she was never allowed to see any of that. And she wondered if any of my sisters had. And I said, well, let's, let's just check and see. Did uh, When they butchered pigs and calves and everything down at the pig pen, did you get to go? I saw it. I mean, I didn't see them kill. I said, that's all of I us. I just remember seeing them hanging in a tree. I saw them slapped them open. Pigs, the only thing I ever saw. Yeah, if, us uh, too, mostly. I don't I don't think, know that Dad ever butchered a calf. Do you? You know, I can't remember any, but uh, how did we get our beef? We bought it. We didn't eat very much beef. Yes, uh, you're exactly right. I remember that now because... 
Mom would take what we would consider a steak for one person. She would divide it. You remember that? And cut it up and pass it around to all the plates and have just about an inch by an inch square of beef on the plate. And then the next thing would happen, you would deal the bread. Like you were dealing cards, like throw them across the room? (laughs) Yeah. Was there any uh, knitting going on? Uh, Evelyn mentioned something about knitting. Was there any knitting going on among the girls? No. I was married, and I think Becky was three. So she and Carolyn weren't that much older. So a lot of things they did, I didn't keep up with. I was out of the house. You were, uh, you were immune from the pig pen and all the slaughter and everything. I didn't don't know that I saw the slaughter. I saw the hog and scraping the hog and how they cut down the middle, and the entrails came out. And we gave Grandma, Grandpa Brown in the head because they would make head cheese. Huh. How do you make head cheese? Never made it. A hog's head. Yeah. Apparently comes in when you make head cheese. Oh. Convenient. Convenient. Well, we'll have to check that out. Maybe that's where it got its name. We have got a jigsaw puzzle. That is 700 pieces, and we do better with 300 pieces. What does the finished product look like? What kind of picture is it? It's uh, a foreign city with people standing around all in the picture, but I think we're going to give up on it. Well, the last I heard, Waverly put most of the pieces in. Well, that's true. (laughs) Well, I'll holler at you later. I love you, darling. Love you, too. Love Evelyn, too. Okay. Thank you, Mary. Love you. Love you, darling. Love you, too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Well, Miss Evelyn, a great visit with Mary Lou. Oh, it's always fun talking to Mary Lou. She uh, has a lot of stories to tell about the farm, but uh, it's time to check in with Carolyn Fan. see how Carolyn's doing. Okay, let's go. Hey, Carolyn Fan. Carolyn, I seldom remember anything about the fields and the farm and God's Little Acre and the pond and all that without you and Susie and me running together. We got to go to Doc Alvis' pond once in a while, but mostly we were back, of course, in the pasture. We were always in the pasture. Going way back where the, where the pond is now, the big pond, that was so exciting because there was a little grove of trees back there. I don't know if you remember this. And it was real pretty in there. And moss grew on the ground in there. And it was beautiful. It was as green as it could be. Do you remember that? Yes, it was God's Little Acre. I married when I was 19. I mean, the pond filled up before I left because, man, did we ever have a good time in that pond. That was a Maudie's Mud Hole. Maudie's Mud Hole. And at that point in time, I remember... uh, I would be on the bottom, you would be on my shoulders, and Kirby would be on your shoulders. And that's how deep that pond was. Mm-hmm. But somebody said it's not that deep anymore. Oh, no, it's filled in quite a bit. Yeah, you would tap Kirby's leg, and he would get off of you, and I would tap your leg, and sometimes you would get off of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then that raft out in the middle, and we had, I I guess that was the most fun of my life. Great times. It was. It was. 
really good times. I want you to describe what you remember about the pig pen and the butchering. All right, best I can do, okay? When I was about probably eight years old, I knew that my dad was butchering a pig. So I ran down there, and Mom didn't stop me. She let me go. And I saw the pig being hoisted up by the hind legs over a lamp. And then I watched as Dad, uh, there was plenty of water from a spring-fed well, and I watched as Dad opened up the pig. I was amazed and, and grossed out because all the guts came out. He had a tub, a tub uh, one or two tubs, wash tubs, sitting around. So parts of it went in there, and then he'd draw a bucket of water and clean it off real good. I don't remember a whole lot else about it. I guess that was very impressive. I don't remember him cutting the pig apart. I don't know if he did. I remember later going to Hare's locker with him, leaving the pig there. So I don't know what the locker did and what Dad did and the boys. The boys were down there, too. Joe and I think Don. I don't remember Kirby being down there. And it was just something that went into my mind, and I never could get it out. Is it a bothersome thing? No. Hmm. It was our food. I knew that. At my age, I even knew that. I knew that we were going to eat from that pig. I knew he had uh, also butchered cattle, which gave us our beef. And this was our pork. And uh, no, it wasn't bothersome to me because we had to eat. There was a bunch of us. Dad was doing the major part of the work there at home by butchering the pig. So, no, it was not bothersome. It was a kind of exciting. I didn't, I wasn't one that got attached to farm animals. Now, my brother Joe used to get attached to farm animals. He raised his own pig, his sow. The only farm animal I remember was Pet and Jim. They were two horses. But Joe had uh, more of an attachment because he milked the cow. You know, I'm still in the room. <laughs> you don't have to talk third person. Oh, well, I thought that was a good thing to do. Yes. Hey, uh, uh, you know what the pig's name was? Mary Maud. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember, and uh, I don't think Mom ever liked that name too much. <laughs> Bernard Finley <laughs> named the little runt that name whenever he brought it out that Sunday morning. It was little. Yes. Evelyn... Uh, what started this conversation was thought that girls were treated differently on the farm as far as being exposed to butchering and slaughtering of animals and that sort of thing. Do you think, uh, you think the girls in the Browning family were treated differently than the boys? Well, I wasn't. I had my chores to do. You milk the cows. I know that. I remember pushing that lawnmower around the house. I don't think so. I really don't think so. The only time I couldn't go was when Dad took the cow down to Dalby to get it bred. And I wasn't allowed to go along for that. But I don't remember begging too hard. We always had something else to do. But there definitely was chores. Every evening when we got home from school, we all had our chores to do. And we knew what they were, and we did them. On Saturday morning, we got up. And we cleaned that house from top to bottom. Everyone knew what they had to do. And by noon, it was done. There was never a question about whether we did our work. Not any of it. We all did our work. 
And as as I remember, we all did it happily. I don't remember anybody complaining. Uh, we didn't dare. <laughs> no, not with Maud Browning uh, sweeping with a broom. She just didn't tolerate that. But I remember we had little squares in the living room window. I would put Bon Ami on them every Saturday, uh, inside and out, and then have to shine them up. That's just part of what we did. And then when I got a little bit older, Mom let me keep clean the kitchen by myself because I asked her to. Because I wanted to listen to Elvis Presley's platter party on Saturday morning. And the only way I could do that was if I got everybody out of the house. I had sold enough poppies that I want a radio. And that radio was mine. And so every Saturday I would do the whole kitchen so I could listen to Elvis Presley's platter party. That was after we got electricity. Well, I don't remember not having electricity. My first memories, I remember we drew all the water, but I don't remember not having electricity. I remember when I was very little, mom and dad got this great big tall radio. It was wooden. RCA Victor. RCA Victor, and it sat in the living room. And I remember listening to that radio, and then I remember when they got the first television. That was uh, from Lonnie Etherton. What was it? What was the brand name? Westinghouse, was it? or No, I think it probably was an RCA. Either that or um, an Amana. Might have been an Amana. It was a pretty piece of furniture. And I remember sitting around. I remember listening to Sid Caesar and Imogene Coca on Saturday night on that radio. And I remember listening to music. And Doug Hadley. I remember Hank Rice. We used to listen to uh, Bill Spangler on the morning news. Okay, I don't remember that name, but I do remember Hank Wright. I remember listening to country, some country music on it. You know, which was Hank Williams. I remember him singing. And Loretta Lynn. I think I remember her singing. It was, it was, you know, I was little. But it was a pleasure for all of us to have music in the house. Because we always had music in the house. Well, Mom's piano. Right, right. So, you know, and she would play a lot. And we would all sing. And, and it was just part of our life. Music was part of my life. And still... It's a very, very big part of my life. Carolyn, you know, whenever you step back and look, I've come to the conclusion that our mother and father purchased a 57 and a half acre playground. That's right. I remember them plowing that field north of the farmhouse. I remember dad being out there with a hand plow and mm -hmm. a, a team, you know, a horse, a horse, mm -hmm. and plowing that ground when I was little because I would walk along behind him barefoot and one day he plowed up a great big snake so I wasn't too happy to walk out there after that that was just part of our life he worked so hard we all worked hard on Saturday I, I remember we would work until noon and then we could play on Saturday afternoon and then about four o'clock dad would load us all into the uh, car or truck whichever and we would go up and get a nickel ice cream soda at that ice cream stand. The Princess Cafe. And okay. we would go up and get a nickel ice cream soda, and we would sit on the curb and drink that soda. It was huge, huge. It was. Oh, huge. And then later, we went to Bowen's ice cream stand. That was just the 
biggest treat in the world. And then, we, you know, we'd take our baths, and Mom would roll my hair in rags on, on uh, Saturday night so that my hair was so pretty. And these too. We'd get up on Sunday morning, and she would be in the kitchen cooking. Let's go back, let's go back to Saturday night. She would go out with me. She would point to a chicken, and I would take a coat hanger, and I would grab the chicken and hand it to her, and she'd wring its neck. And she did. That. She did three of those chickens every Saturday evening. Uh, she would wring their necks, and she would uh, scald them. And we would we would pick the feathers and the hair off of them. Then she'd take them in, and she'd cut them up, and she would fry them on Saturday night, so that whenever we got up Sunday morning, we went to church, we came back, and the fried chicken was done. And we also had a pot of dumplings pot of dumplings and we had gravy and we had biscuits and my gosh we had berry cobbler we did. yes we had all the goods and everything was either grown or picked there on the farm yes you missed one part of the chicken uh she would uh, scald them then we would pluck them yeah and then she would get paper and light it and singe the hair off of them. she wouldn't let us and, do that and then she would take them over to the front well and it had a cover on it, and she would uh, put her pans, her bowls up there, and she would cut those chickens up. Yep. And by the time she got done, she had a great big bowl of chicken. And great said, Sunday eating. Yes. And her knife, she always had a crock with her to sharpen her knife. Yeah. She was going because her knife had to be real sharp. God only made one Barney and one Maud Browning. Isn't that the truth? And you know, it was the greatest life any child could have. And... I thought life was always going to be that way. You have to learn to take disappointments along with it. I still had mom and dad to go to, and they helped me with a lot of my disappointments because they knew what real life was all about. Well, they had disappointments, and they uh, we got to see them work through the disappointments they had. Um, the physical problems, dad was struck ill for five years with a rock fall, and, you know, Mom had uh, medical problems all of her life. Well, yeah, and she had, she had a miscarriage, and Dad had arthritis so bad, you know, he would just, uh, it would get to him. And I remember us kids pushing him around in a kitchen chair, to the, pushing from the bedroom to the kitchen. When a sciatic went out? Yeah. Well, Carolyn, and, uh, we, we better stop. We're going to have these uh, two people, uh, saints. Uh, the Catholic Church is going to have to lift them up if we don't uh, hush up and hang up. I said to Dad I, one time, I was a, I was just about ready to get married, and I said, Dad, I, I want to be perfect like you and Mom. And he started laughing, and he said, Perfect? Haven't you been listening? And I said... No, I guess not. And he said, if you think we were perfect, you're far from wrong. We just love each other. How sweet that was, you know. They had a perfect love. Yeah, they did. Well, Carolyn, so, you're, a, you're a perfect sister, Carolyn Fan. You're my, oh, you're, <laughs> you're my perfect sister. And, uh, you know, because you and I were born so close together, I sense things are going on with you and you do with me, and I love it. That's right. Hey, I love you, darling. Have okay, a great evening, and I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. So, Miss Evelyn, now we've uh, talked to another one of my sisters. Uh, we talked today to Carolyn Fan. It's always fun talking to Carolyn. Mm -hmm. You like talking to Becky? 
Oh, yes, yes. Becky's, I think, the news machine. Becky is the baby of the family, and if anybody knows anything about going down to the pig pen, it would be Becky, although she's probably going to proclaim that she was too young to go down. Well, she probably was. Mm -hmm. She was a baby. She'd probably might get in trouble. Let's see what she has to say. All righty. Come on, Becky. Hey, Becky, let's talk some more about butchering pigs on the farm. You said that you didn't uh, participate in that at all? No. And the reason was you were only three years old when we moved to the jail, right? I was eight. Eight? Yes. Oh, you were three when Mary Lou got married. Yeah, I was eight when we moved to the jail, and we moved out of the jail when I turned 12, when I was 12. Well, that was the first time. Did you go in with them the second time? Nope. No. Nope. Yeah, when Dad was running, Brad and I were dating election night. We were up there, and that's when the results came in. Kirby came in with the results, and you came in. And I had the board. You know, we made one of those cardboard boards with all the precincts and how much was coming in for Dad and everything. And Dad was way behind. Ziegler came in, yeah. and Kirby... And you and I looked at each other, and we said, Dad's won. Brad looked at me like I was crazy. And Kermit Smith was there. He was working for the radio station. He said, Becky, your dad's way behind. And I said, no. I said, because his Ziggler all came in for Dad. Well, everybody that was reporting came in to look at our board, because they didn't have anything like that in the, uh, in the county clerk's office. We had the board up for Dad, you know, and I think we had it for, uh, for all the county officials we went ahead and kept it because dad wanted to know how he ran compared to the other ones so we had all those up there you and kirby and i and carolyn the four of us were uh, either at the courthouse or out at one of the precincts gathering the information that had to be sue because i when dad ran for corner i was two i remember dad and mom being off at a political event and carolyn went outside and there was some, she thought she saw a guy. Do you remember that? Yes, I, unfortunately, I do remember that because they <laughs> left me in charge of, of the girls. And, and they went to a funeral home, and I ended up crawling under the bed with you girls and had a shotgun. Yeah, and I was, the, I, they put me, and, and Carolyn and Sue put me all the way in the corner. <laughs> did we call did we call mom and dad to tell them to come home or did they just yeah come i home? think so. i think so i think somebody called them to tell them come home it ended up being a fence post with vines growing on it at night it looked like yeah. a man over there but it didn't take yeah. much to scare me you remember the mummy's yes. tomb i saw that and and i couldn't go outside at night i just could not go outside at night for fear that that mummy was going to stumble up and get me. I could outrun it, but I never thought about that. <laughs> I was more afraid of my brothers and sisters than I was of anything else. <laughs> well, you had a right because you were the baby, and uh, oh. everybody everybody treated you as such uh, all your life. You've been very special. You know, I do remember being under that bed with you guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, darling. Love you, too. Okay. Bye, Evelyn. Bye. Bye, Becky. What a sweet girl. I know, and she's sweet. 
So we had a chance to talk to all four of my sisters, Mary Lou, the oldest, then Carolyn Fan, Sue Ellen, and Becky Jane. There were eight of us kids, Ken, Don, Kirby, then Mary Lou, me, Carolyn, Sue, and Becky. And you've known them all, and uh, we've had a chance to check with the girls to see if they were treated differently on the farm than the boys. And it doesn't seem like they're any different than your childhood. No, no. They were shunned like I was. <laughs> no, not really. Well, no. you kept wanting to get out there and be a boy? Oh, yes, yes. I always wanted to be, I always wish that I could have another sibling and it would be a boy. always wanted my dad to have a boy. It's on the road for the retired rotors coming up in the future. Yes, I hope so. Checking it out. The weather's getting cooler. It's going to be beautiful out. So we're going to be authentic, retired rotors. We're going to get on the road. Again, again. Yes, always on the road. Can't wait to describe it for many people. We've got listeners in 12 countries now, darling. So uh, I say to you, good night, darling. Good night, darling. See you tomorrow. Okie dokie. Bye.